0: women so close to a great win for Wales men. Welcome to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Plenty of reaction from both camps. Coming up, we'll to first events at the Principality Stadium. A narrow defeat to South Africa, a real case of bouncing back from the New Zealand game though, and coach Wayne Pivak has picked a pretty strong side to face Fiji this Sunday. Especially up front, where there's just the one in force change in the back row with Tane Basham moving to number eight. He also named the side early in a show of confidence. He explained his thinking.
1: With a few changes and a uh, debutant coming in, what we wanted to do was name the team as early as possible in camp. And once we do that, it tends to get out anyway. So we're, we're just uh, going with it today, a couple of days earlier. Injury-wise, yeah, Aaron... Unfortunately, he took a bump in the uh, the game last week against South Africa, and he's uh, on track to be good to go for Australia.
0: Obviously, that's a change in the back row. Tane Basham moving to number eight. He's having quite a series, isn't he? And Thomas Young coming in, and Alice Jenkins as captain. Talking points in all three. Yeah,
1: so it's not the biggest back row in the world, but what they are all good at is is over the ball. So it'll give us something different, you know. And the way Fiji play, uh, hopefully there may be a few opportunities you know, at the breakdown. So certainly uh, we'll be strong in that area or stronger than we have been. Obviously a bit of work to do on our line out with those changes there. But Alice is, is the captain. He's a natural leader. He's captain in the past. Uh, and when you look at the changes we've made, the seniority that uh, Jonathan Davies brings, obviously that's missing. So for us, it was a, uh, a natural go-to for Alice, to be honest. Dan Bigger's obviously running our game from 10 Adam Beard's calling the lineouts, and those are probably the other two senior players that uh, will have a lot of influence on the game.
0: Tain is is a number eight. You're asking a lot of him in this autumn series, aren't you?
1: Yeah, we are. But, um, you know, he's working really hard at his game. He's learning all the time. And I think he took a lot out of last weekend in terms of learnings and decision-making and breakdowns and that sort of thing. So... Look, he's going to be much better for this series uh, going forward and at uh, just turned 22 years of age, that's exciting. played a lot of his younger rugby at number 8 prior to being converted to a 7, so the number 8 role he's, he's looking forward to.
0: And Thomas Young, you asked for special dispensation to pick him in the squad and obviously now starting again.
1: Yeah, well, the opposition that we've got, you're going to take bumps along the way and with the injuries we've had to the loose forwards, um, you know, Thomas was always going to be involved should he be allowed to and that has been the case and, and he'll get it... A start which he's really relishing and looking forward to as well.
0: You obviously had a look at Josh Adams at outside centre towards the end of uh, the South Africa game and liked what you saw. I presume to pick him this week.
1: Oh, we had a look right back in the Barbarians game. To be honest, it's always been in the back of our minds that he has the the skill set, the ability to play more than one position. Obviously, played well at fullback uh, on the Lions tour, and you know at club level has played fullback and wing. And we just think we want to see if he if he can do it at this level. Obviously, there's a World Cup coming up and we're looking to build depth in all positions. And, you know, when you can only take 33 to a World Cup, having guys who can play multiple positions is important.
0: And are on the bench. He's an exciting prospect with an awful lot of international options. So nice to have him tied up. And apart from the obvious, what do you see in him as a, as a potential player?
1: Well, at 19 years of age, he's an athlete. I think. Uh, if you saw him up close, he's, uh, he's going to be one to watch in the future. There's no doubt about it. and We want to get him into the fold nice and early, which is what we've done. And it's going to be a great learning experience for him. He's trained well. He's very enthusiastic. got 60 minutes for um, Exeter on the weekend, which you know, has been beneficial for him um, in terms of the lungs. And look, um, he'll just enjoy the whole week. And obviously the experience of playing in front of a big crowd as well. So, you know, he'll get some game time. And uh, that's certainly what we're, we're looking to do with him.
0: Kept the pack. Basically the same, apart from obviously number eight at the backs. You have made five changes. Just what impacts that going to have on the overall game plan against Fiji?
1: Some are forced. Look, we've got I think there's about 17 players unavailable at the moment through injury, and so a lot of it is forced upon us. But um, it's also a great experience for players coming in and, and getting. Games against Southern Hemisphere nations, which we, which are few and far between in the last couple of years, obviously. So it's valuable experience. We're building depth, and uh, I think that's going to bode well for the future.
2: You've selected Alex Cuthbert's first international for four years. Tell us a little bit about the selection, please.
1: You know, I think Alex has uh, gone well in the in the premiership. He's forced his way into a very strong side. Played well um, back in last season. He's come in, look, he's big, he's quick, he's got a lot of repeatability and him, very, very fit uh, and he's been um, obviously enjoying coming into camp and working hard and getting his volume up in training. So we think he's good to go to, to get a game and, and again, we're, we're looking at depth and we want to have competition for positions and we think that Alex can add to the depth that we're building.
2: Fiji, Wayne, an opposition you know well. What do you make of this current squad given the challenges they've had? No Southern Hemisphere players, a temporary coaching staff coming in.
1: Yeah, look, in a way, my experience is the best players playing in the Northern Hemisphere, they're up here earning big money. So uh, they'll have a strong side. There's no doubt about that. Obviously, it's unfortunate that Fern can't come and and one or two of the management staff. But since my time there, Fiji's come a long way and they've done very well. They're a side which um, you can't rest against. The offloading game is probably second to none. Um, The Fijians love ball in hand and they're very, very skillful. very good at one-handed offloads. As we've seen in games this year, you saw them against the All Blacks, you know, with a solid scrum for the majority of the game, and they got a, you know, a nice try through the driven line out. So they've come a long way at the set piece. You know, a lot of the players are familiar to us from their their rugby in the Northern Hemisphere. So we're expecting a a big physical match from the Fijians. And I know from my time here in 2005, I think we were beaten by a drop goal in the last minute. So look, the Fijians will come
2: uh, knowing that they usually have good close games with Wales. Regarding the the scrum half position, you've obviously gone with with Kieran. What's the the thinking behind that and how have you found the competition in camp?
1: Yeah, there is good competition in the nines. Very good. Just by nature, there's a lot of competition there. But certainly, Gareth's disappointed. He's not having a run this week. We had a good chat to Gareth. But it was an opportunity for us to have a look at Kieran. He played very well against England in the Six Nations and we need to see him repeat that sort of performance. And you can only do that by being put out there. Gareth's 60-odd tests now. We pretty much know what Gareth can and can't do. Thomas, we're wanting him to have a run of games. Uh, he's playing well and and Kieran needs an opportunity to get back out there. We've decided this is a game to do that.
2: We all know Alan Wynn's going to play until he's about 60. But do you see Alice as a future captain of Wales and the next guy that could potentially lead you in France if required?
1: Oh look, Alice has certainly got leadership qualities. We know that, and he has the ability to captain a side. Uh, the first thing you got to do to captain a side is be a, a number one starter. And, and so, for Alice at the moment, the big thing for him is to just keep building on, you know, his short return to the game. To be honest, but where we are with the lack of leadership or captaincy experience, it lends itself to him taking the side this week. And certainly, we don't think that it's going to hamper his game. Whereas others, you know, it may. So the decision was that he'd captain, but. For Alice, he's just happy to be back out there. I think he would have been happy whether he was on the bench, starting, uh, captain, not captain. So he makes good decisions. Uh, he's a good communicator, uh, good with referees, asks good questions. He's has been, and I think will be again, a leading player for Wales going forward. So you know, it's just time now for him in the saddle and the position back on the on the, on the
0: park. As mentioned there, Kieran Hardy gets to start a scrum half, much to his delight.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously, had to be patient in the first couple of weeks with Thomas and Gareth having their first opportunities. Um, I think they both played pretty well, but uh, I get an opportunity this week, so it's quite exciting.
0: Just give us an idea of that scrum half competition. You know, we've obviously got Gareth week in week out. Throw Thomas into the mix. There's uh, three of you all gunning for it.
2: Yeah, definitely. I think it's a good thing. Um, we definitely push each other to be better um, in the environment and in, in training. And. Through the performances as well and it's one of those things you know that if you're not playing well enough or you're not training well enough then one of the other boys are more than capable of stepping in I think we're pretty lucky in Wales with the nine we can pick from and um, it's obviously great our competition only makes us better.
0: What can we expect from you this weekend sometimes against Fiji it's uh, keeping it tight keeping it amongst the forwards but normally underway in Wales like to play a bit more expansively what's your role going to be?
2: Yeah I think obviously um, early on I think we'll have to put pressure on Fiji and play with our territory and then obviously we've got a game plan around the way we want to play the game and obviously we want to be quite expansive and take opportunities when we see them so it'll be about building ourselves into the game but ultimately we spoke about the performance and trying to get a result on the weekend obviously we come up with a short last weekend but boys are desperate to get a win
0: So the pack getting top is your role to keep it up the jumper a little bit?
2: Like I said if, if there's opportunities to play then we will do but we've got to earn the right to play and particularly early on they're quite a physical team so we might have to play through them And particularly when they get tired, then we can expose them and take our chances.
0: Yourself and Dan Bigger as a halfback partnership, he's obviously got a wealth of experience. How does that affect your dynamic with him?
2: Yeah, it's great to play inside Biggs. i played inside him a couple of times in uh, Six Nations as well. And it's just our experience and our knowledge and obviously the communication as well. So obviously we'll get a couple of sessions this week and things run pretty smoothly. So it's great for me to have someone outside me like Biggs, particularly in, in big games, the way he's been there and done it.
0: A lot of changes behind the scrum. Just give us a picture of what happens in training to make that back line function as though you play together more often than you have.
2: Uh, I think, obviously, if you look at the back line in general, and it's quite exciting. And um, Josh Adams on the run out of 13 this week and we, we got talent throughout the back line. So this week we're just trying to be as accurate as we can and um, really play with some speed and try and expose them on edges. I mean, You obviously scored an important try at the stadium in a Triple Crown game against England. This time around, and obviously there there's a few fans in the summer, but the chance to be playing in front of a big crowd at the Principality, for yourself personally, Other boys who hadn't had the chance before have had it in the first two games. You've got the chance. What's that going to be like? Yeah, obviously, it's really, really exciting to get the opportunity to play in front of more fans in the Principality. Obviously, we have never done it before, and it would have been pretty special to do that in the Six Nations, but obviously it wasn't to be. So, uh, really excited to get out there on the weekend, and uh, it'll definitely be a different feel and different atmosphere to it.
0: We also heard about Alice Jenkins taking over the captaincy after an impressive return to Wales Colours following three years out with injury. Here he is after the South Africa game.
3: My family was there, my girlfriend, my best mates. It was, um, you know, you could see how, mu- how much it meant to them as well. That's obviously really, uh, it's probably the, the the part of it that people don't see. Um, but yeah, that's, it was really, really nice for me to have everyone there. Um, but yeah, it would have been nice you know, to have finished off with a win. There must have been plenty of
2: dark days in the, in the last three years, so can you talk us through, aside from just playing
3: the game itself, the sort of special moments that will live with you now you're back in the Welsh jersey? I was trial travelling reserve last week. I've probably missed most of rugby during COVID, so obviously lots of the boys have got used to rugby with no crowds and stuff. I think I played three or four games when there was no crowds, so it's not really something I became used to, um, but It's what I I always say to people when people ask me what it's like playing at Millennium Stadium. It's the thing that stands out, you know, other than the rugby, is driving up Westgate Street and everyone, you know, seeing how much it means to everyone, and quite glad that I got to do that last week. So that get you, get off the bus, you drive past everyone screaming and shouting, and then it really does get you up for the game. Obviously, last week, get up for the game and then not playing, but it was nice to sort of get out of the way, get on the pitch, see all the fans, and then be able to do that again this weekend and contribute on the pitch tell
0: how much of a, a relief was it to give an early turnover hear
4: the crowd roaring as you say and and realize that yeah i
3: can still do this after three years out yeah look it's always nice just particularly the manner of it we were under a bit of pressure in the 22 and it's always nice when you get those um real pressure relieving moments it's a at like a it's probably a bit cliché, but it's, it's a team effort and there's big collisions going in. There's probably two or three phases and if you can get, you're trying to string two or three positive sets together and that's when the turnover opportunities arise. So, yeah, it was a, it was a nice moment for me, but obviously huge, huge work rate from the boys as well, boys in, inside. Um, but yeah, look, it's always it's always nice to hear the roar of the stadium when when the crowd gets going. It's my first game back in a Welsh shirt. I've still got, you know, a lot, lot, of stuff to work on. I think for the last, especially for the, you know, the two and a bit years, getting back onto the pitch was my, my sole focus. And sort of since I've been back, it's trying to get back to where I was. Um, you know, there's getting back and playing is great, but I want to get back and play at the level that I think I can play at. Probably not quite there yet. But I'm willing to, to work hard to get there, and that's what I want, want to achieve.
2: Did you, did you surprise yourself with how
3: well you played there? Because you've obviously played well at regional level, but this was another big step up. I'm a confident person. I am always I always know that if I get my stuff right, I'm, I'm confident in my ability to play at this level. There's some things that I'm really not happy about with my performance today. A couple of cheap penalties, um, which speaking to you know, Tane after the game... Comes with the territory a little bit. You know, have got to live, especially in the back row. Probably playing as two sevens today, we've you've got to live on the edge. But probably both of us, you know, maybe too far on the edge at, at times today. But you know, he's uh, he's another player who's he's a joy to play with, and he's he's learning fast, and he, he's taken to it like a like a duck to water really. But there's a lot to improve. Um, I'm still physically trying to get back to where I am or as, as well as I can, um, which takes a lot of work and. But yeah, I'm trying to get on the right track to get there. So are you are trying to see Khaleesi at full time. I just wondered what kind of stuff Can you need to about. Yeah, he's a, obviously a great guy and he's here. He, um, he just said, like, it's great to see you back he sent me a jersey actually from from the game that we played the game that i got injured in he was with the bar bars a couple of weeks later and wayne mortimer uh, one of the physios spoke to him and he he sent his jersey to me which was obviously a very nice uh gesture but he was just you know it we all it's horrible you know you, you go out and you compete you try and get one over on the opposition but it's horrible to see people get injured and it's particularly the way it happened at the end of the game and he was just saying look how yeah, how uh, happy he was that I'm back playing, and how much so he, he enjoys playing against me. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. And uh, yeah, that, that we, we'd see each other um, now in the in the URC, and you know, hopefully next summer as well.
0: Which is a nice story. Last Saturday was also pretty special for Ulster hooker Bradley Roberts, born in South Africa and winning his first cap for Wales. This was his reaction after the match.
5: Oh, bittersweet. I mean, obviously it was a good a good day for me. You made my debut against, obviously, my home country. So, yeah, it was a good one, but disappointing result in the end. I mean, was, the game was there for the taking. Yeah, tough one to take, but we'll come back stronger next week. It was really tough towards the
0: end. They, they just seemed to exert a bit of pressure up yeah. front. What was that like to be part of? I mean,
5: they just took their chances, really. Like, when I was on, they got a chance, kicked to the corner. The more was always strong, we knew that. I thought we did a good job of stopping it throughout the game. It's just, we went perfect, you know, like, we let the one through, you know. Just You're
4: new into the squad, there was
0: clearly a lot of pride, a lot of fight back. Just give a picture of what you've seen in the last few weeks.
5: I mean, it's incredible, the, the, the standards that the boys are driving in the squad is unbelievable. I mean, everyone wants to do well, obviously. Getting hammered by New Zealand is not what we want, you know what I mean? Like. But sometimes these things happen and you just got to come back. All you can do is come back stronger next week. And thought we did that tonight. I thought we put out a good, a very good performance. Just not good enough, unfortunately. But as I said, we'll come back next week stronger and keep on building. Debut for you. You'll be hoping to build and not against Fiji and Australia? 100%, 100%. No, I've obviously came into the squad last week, Thursday. Um, but delighted to make my debut against South Africa. I mean, very happy. My mum was in the crowd, so... Good day for us, very emotional day. Are you still pinching yourself a bit? This all happened very quickly. Yeah, it did, it did. I was when they told me, see, I was because the game was close, I thought maybe I'm not gonna get on you, and then when I got told uh, you're getting on now, I was like, I'm ready. I've been ready for a while, so it's good to get my chance finally. Great, congratulations. Thank, Thank, you, very time time. Thank you very much. Cheers.
0: You're listening to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Now on to Wales women. They had a really good win over Japan on Sunday. 39 minutes of ball in play time for those questioning the entertainment value of women's rugby. South Africa for them on Saturday back at the Arms Park. Seven changes made by coach Joan Cunningham. So has the pressure been eased by the first win for a while?
4: I don't think we look at it as pressure. I just think we look at performance and building on last week's performance, which I think is really important for us as a group. It was really pleasing to see the see the team put together a plan that we we'd spoken about and, and worked on and, and executed so the challenge this week is to be able to back it up and, and deliver another another plan against a, a different type of opposition
6: and what pleased you about the performance against Japan
4: we stuck to the game plan which was pleasing you know we wanted to be physical and drive our lineouts go through them which was excellent to see from the group and we knew that second half, especially last 25 minutes, even though Japan had a lot of the ball, they would create opportunities for us and um, to go a bit wider, which we did get uh, Jazz on, on the ball a couple of times and uh, she showed what she can do as well.
6: South Africa, I imagine, they are going to bring a huge amount of physicality, as you'd expect, a much different challenge to Japan. Is that reflected in your team selection this week?
4: Uh, it has a bit, yes, but also I thought the impact off the bench was good. And we want to see how some of the players react with a starting shirt on to slightly differently, maybe coming off the bench, which we're excited to see. But also, like, like you said, it's going to be a different challenge where Japan hold on to the ball for long phases, which uh, challenged us defensively, which I thought we were really good at. But this week it's going to be a, a lower phase game from a defence point of view, but a different challenge from a kicking game. So backfield's got to be, uh, got to be sharp.
6: And uh, Karis Phillips back in the starting side for the first time in a couple of years. What does she bring to this side?
4: Well, she brings experience. Um, she brings an accurate uh, set-piece game for us. Plus, she's she's physical in the close quarters, and I thought she showed that uh, last Sunday when she came off uh, off the bench. It was some nice collisions close to the ruck. So I'm just looking forward to seeing her going in the, in the starting chair.
0: Let's hear from some of the players coming in. Caitlin Lewis in midfield, Karis Hale in the front row, And first, Alicia Butchers, returning from injury in the back row.
7: Um, Yeah, firstly, I'm really excited to get the jersey back on this weekend after a successful game last weekend. It's been a tough six, seven months prior to the injury, so um, injuries are always tough and, you know, it's difficult to come back from sometimes, especially the situation I found myself in. But I always dig deep and I'm always looking to represent myself and my country as best I can. And it was never in doubt that I was going to come back to full fitness and thrive to get to get back in the red jersey. So, yeah, it was difficult, but I'm glad I'm back.
6: You were in a sort of similar position to to Jess Kavanaugh that you had to fund your own surgeries and stuff, and she's back as well, so so that's yeah. a real boost for both of you. Yeah,
7: it is, yeah. Look, we, we found ourselves in, in a difficult situation that we both learned from, and I'm, I hope that other players have learned from as well. Uh, I definitely know that the premiership clubs have learned from our experiences, so if it can change other girls' experiences for the better, then I'm glad that it happened and it's done with now.
0: Everyone's focused on professionalism as in money, but I suppose your situation shows that real professionalism is about support as well.
7: Yeah, definitely. Look, it, it, like I said, it was a difficult situation to be in, but lessons have been learned all areas, I'd imagine. For myself at Bristol... And for all the other girls at Bristol this season now that all of us are being medically covered, that's definitely a positive step forward off the back of last season. And I know that a couple of other clubs have had conversations with their girls as well. So I think a positive has come from the situation, which is what I wanted. I've always been medically covered when I'm on match duty ever since I've played, since I was 17. So every time I've played for Wales or represented Wales, I know I've always been medically covered. The problem was I didn't when I was at Bristol, basically.
0: You were pretty committed before, but having been through all that, does that make you even somehow more committed with the changing environment, with professionalism coming up?
7: Yeah, yeah, it was really difficult. Um, it's a difficult thing to go through physically and mentally as well, you know, but I was definitely more determined than ever to get back to full fitness and kind of show the public that supported me throughout that time. What I, what I could do and how I can come back and come back to playing for Wales and hopefully be better than when I left. So that was my aim and hopefully I'm taking steps forward to achieve that.
6: Keris, I hope you're ready for a, a real physical battle up front. Yeah, I'm really looking
8: forward to it this weekend. It's um, part of my game that I really enjoy, especially in the set piece. So yeah, I'm chuffed to have the opportunity against South Africa this weekend because I feel like um, that kind of environment I can really thrive in.
6: And Caitlin, if I can bring you in as well, what has the mood been like in the camp this week after that win over Japan? Yeah, really good.
7: Everybody is so positive at the moment and I think um, it's just a really good squad
9: to be involved with.
6: I can only imagine that uh, competition for places must be uh, really intense right now with with the contracts and uh, the World Cup coming up. But uh, I imagine it's just bringing out the best in you all.
7: Yeah, of course. I think... um, being a back three player at the moment is is very difficult with all the competition. But being one of the youngest, I I knew coming into the autumns, um, I was going to learn a lot. And of course, I have been off Jazz and all the other players. So yeah, it's good.
6: Yeah, you say you're one of the youngest. You know, other than Jazz, who who are some of the players that you look up to in the squad?
7: Um, of course, Lisa's having an amazing season at the moment, so I'm learning a lot of her. But hannah jones is very supportive as well and she's an excellent player to be playing inside me
0: caitlin lewis finishing off there we also heard from keris hale and alicia butchers of course all this is happening against the backdrop of the new professional contracts for wales women which will start in the new year star of the show on sunday was jazz joyce at fullback before returning to her current full-time contract with gb7s
9: with contracts coming out, you can tell the fight and want to people to get better. But that's also helping us as a squad then to grow and increase performance. You have been one of Wales's headline acts for some time now, and you were quite vocal about the contract situation and the impact that that has had on you as an individual and as a player. So are we now set to see only the best from Jazz Joyce now that she can be a professional full-time rugby player? Um, I haven't I haven't got a contract yet so but yeah definitely a step in the right direction the news that's come out with Nigel yeah releasing that there are going to be full-time contracts for us that's only going to increase us as individuals um, but also going to increase us as a squad as well so yeah to have 25 contracts being announced I think the only way is up from here and a lot of us have been waiting a long time for that Um, So for it to finally be done and, and yeah, like all the hard work from behind the scenes from Nigel, Shuan and the leadership team has been brilliant. And yeah, to have contracts in place now is, yeah, just what we want.
7: Your Instagram post then, spelling out your personal situation, went a bit viral, didn't it? I suppose in some, some areas it's being credited with really spelling out the situation for Wales women's players. What was the thinking
9: behind that? Did you hope it would spark a bit of a response? Yeah, I just think that a lot of people out there don't necessarily know the situation we're in. I think they just see us playing for Wales. They don't actually see the background behind it, the hard work that goes in for us to actually play for Wales. But yeah, I was doing it to make people aware of the situation we're in and definitely hoping to um, help us become full time athletes because I've had the opportunity now to do it, well, since March last year. And it's been, yeah, such a brilliant experience. But normally us as players we get negative comments on social media posts twitter posts and stuff like that but I think pretty much 100% of the comments were positive and yeah backing us the the whole way so that is again was brilliant to see and I don't regret the post at all and I think it was yeah something that wasn't needed to put out there for people to understand the situation we're in I'd love a full-time contract I think yeah like I said I've been I've been full-time since March and I'm loving every second of it so yeah, fingers crossed. But look, like the competition we've got in Wales at the moment is, is outstanding and people are pushing um each other for positions and all for that. So, yeah, we're all fingers crossed. I mean, I'd love to do teaching, but definitely not something I want to go into just yet. Us as a, as a WRU nation, we've got to start somewhere. And I think already like such positive news that there's been, say, 10 full time contracts, 15 retainers been put in place and it's the best we've ever ever had as a nation. And I think 10 professional contracts is is enough at the moment to make us a better union. Not ideal, like we'd like 25 contracts, but I think the situation we're in, I think that's such such good news and, and positive step forward.
0: How's that half Eleanor Snosa is impressive against Japan and of course is someone with great experience in the women's game and a great person to analyse the effect of those upcoming contracts.
8: Yeah, it's massive. It really feels like a new era. I've probably been involved for quite a while and this is the most excited I've ever been for um, not just a game, but a season and the future. For me, it's really important that it is now viable for the young girls that I'm working with in schools to be able to say, I want to be a professional rugby player when I grow up. And that is the most important thing. So the next step for us now is to inspire through performances on the pitch. And with the new coaching team that has been brought in, I'm really confident that we'll be able to play some exciting rugby and start giving the public the performances that we'd like to.
9: The World Cup, does this feel now like the official start line with all of these things in place from the union?
8: For us as players, it started in 2017 when we beat Ireland to qualify. You know, there's been some ups and downs along the way. It's been really tough, but sometimes there's no experience that you don't grow from or learn from. So if you're mature about it, you can learn and grow from every experience you have. And that's what we have. We've got a massive amount of heart and and fight as a squad. And I think the things we've been through will make us much stronger in 12 months time when, when we get to New Zealand so yeah it's, it started a long time ago but it's really getting exciting now.
7: I saw your um, tweet about the contract news um, you know you're thanking past players current players and supporters and you said thank you to present players for not giving up even when we hit rock bottom can you talk to me about what you felt that moment was?
8: I think anyone can look at the results of our Six Nations and make quite a clear assumption there. It was an extremely tough campaign and some criticism came for us as players. But again, until you know us and until you know what we were going through at the time and sort of the situations we were in, it's, it's difficult to criticise on that. For me, I'll be honest and saying I definitely thought about retiring after that Six Nations from international duty. I really wasn't enjoying rugby at all. And... There was specific reasons for that. I'm really, really thankful that in particular, people like Dave Ward, my Bristol coach, encouraged me to stay in the game. And I'm actually at a point now where I don't think I've enjoyed rugby as much in my career as I am now. And I'm actually, for the first time in years, can say I'm really looking forward to coming to Wales training. I'm really looking forward to Wales camp and I'm really looking forward to playing for Wales. It has been tough and it hasn't been tough just for me. It's been tough for a lot of players in the squad. We were all feeling it. Credit to the coaching team who have come in because they had quite a difficult task. They had a squad that were perhaps pretty depleted in how we were feeling and they have pulled us all together and made us into something that hopefully will be exciting to watch.
7: You've obviously, you know, forged yourself a, a career in rugby still, but kind of, you know, in a different way. If you were offered both types of contracts, which one do you think you would prefer?
8: It's been something, to be honest, I never thought would happen in my sporting career. So it's quite a new concept to get my head around. And I think to have the opportunity to prepare as a full-time player or to to be a full-time player in the lead up to what will be the biggest World Cup in the women's game, I have no doubt about that. I think it'd be quite hard to turn that down.
0: So clearly some big decisions to come all round some big games this weekend, and plenty of reaction next week in the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. But until then, goodbye.